Check one, two, check one, two. Miami on the rocks. Casey Chops. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at MIA on the rocks. Follow us on YouTube. Today's guest. I usually, you know, don't want a lot of music people in here. All you rappers in my DMs. I'm going to I'm trying to figure out what I could do for y'all, you know, but if I'm going to have people in the music game here, they got to be moving. They got to be shaking. They got to be accomplished. So without further ado, I got Smitty Beats here. What's up, bro? How are you? What's up, man? You good? My brother, good. I appreciate man, you pulling up, bro. Man, I appreciate everything. You've been, um, you know, you got credits, man. You've been you've been working <laughs> for a minute. You know, you, you come under the uh, would you say the, the ep epidemic school of hard knocks like the. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, you, you come up on, for people who don't know uh, Epidemic, that's the label that Cool and Dre run. And, you know, they have their whole team. And, and Smitty, I would say, is, you know, one of the go-to players in, on that team. Is that fair to say? Besides Cool and Dre? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I would, I mean, I I, uh, I appreciate that look, if, mm -hmm. if that's if that's the word on the street. <laughs> I got my um, ear to the street, bro. Yeah, so if if that's what it is and yeah dope how, how did that how, so you're a producer and an engineer correct producer and an engineer yeah. cool so i could i could run through some of your credits but i'd rather have you do it so if you want to you know <sighs> let us know kind of some of the biggest records you would involve were involved in so that people know i mean where do i start we can go with all the way up to mm. start with all the way with fat joe um french montana remy ma uh the remix had jay-z on it mm -hmm. um and then with Jay-Z and Beyonce, uh, Black Effect, mm. co-produced that with uh, Cool and Dre and 808 Ray. Damn, you got that Hove credit, Smitty. I got it the, early, in too. In the talk, that's crazy. So let's say the top three. So those are you. Those are two, and what was the third one? Um, I mean, it's, you could take your pick. I mean, I got, yeah. I got Remy Ma mm -hmm. and uh, Little Kim, oh. uh, Wake Me Up. Damn, that's history right there. Um, first i think that's the first and only time those two have ever collabed crazy um, the jay-z beyonce credit and the remy ma lil kim first time collaboration credit that and that was uh remy's first uh record um right out uh prison wow you know what i'm saying so that was a big look and shout out to remy for that um me and her have always been close um because of that um and uh, it's been love ever since. So shout out to Rim. That's dope, bro. So we were talking um, off air, off the camera, and, and you were tall. And I told you, you're the, usually I'm the tallest one in the room, but I think you got <laughs> you got me beat. Usually everyone, you know, is short in here. And I said the tall people, we got to stick together, bro, because nah, facts. you know the short people hate us. Like, Napoleon complex is real. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like so it's it's tough because some of the, some of these short dudes be bosses and they be CEOs, and you got to get through them. But they just not, you know, it's. It's tough. They're we, immediately intimidated. Off rip. <laughs> Even in a business sense, though. Not you know what I'm saying? Real. Like, it's it, it's crazy. So, Not everybody real. six foot up. We got to band together, man, and, 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 and stick together. But, so you said your high school was basically um, basketball and music. Yeah. Um, Are you from here? No, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah. And... <laughs> what what okay let's let's go over you started producing in high school no i started producing probably seven eight years ago mm. uh when i was down and out um and i was looking for uh, a way to secure uh my family's legacy mm. that's what i call it mm -hmm. um because i ran into a uh 
a brick wall out here in Miami um, as far as uh, what I was trying to do, what I was initially trying to do. What was that? Um, I was just working in like, um, like uh, retail. Got you. And I was just trying to be like a Got manager, you. you feel me? Yeah. And I, you know, the managers out here, you know, they make like 80 grand, 100 grand. Yeah, trying to make the Miami wor life work for you from Ohio. Yeah, right? Yeah. And um, so uh, I ran into that block of that racial, mm. you know, we're not going to let no black guy mm. be the where, manager at the store. Where was this at? I can't, you know, I ain't going yeah. to gonna, I ain't gonna Was it Broward, Miami, when you say the area? It was, it was definitely uh, Miami. Gotcha. Um, South Beach area, whatever, mm. whatever. So. It was that going on, and um, you know, I was I was kind of stuck in a rut, and uh, I fell back on my my second love, which was music. I've always mm -hmm. been into music. My first uh, ever piece of music owned was More Money, More Problems. Mm. Um, I don't know why my mom allowed me to have the the dirty copy. That's crazy, cause my first album my mom ever bought me was my first rap album I ever had was No Way Out. Wow. <laughs> but I don't think More Money, More Problems was on that album. Nah, I can't. Benjamin's was on that album, yeah. but More Money, More Problems wasn't. Yeah. Um, I can't remember, but I had the single cassette tape. Wow. The cassette. That's yeah, crazy. I had the single cassette tape. So music has always been um, a part of my life ever since I was a kid. You know, I grew up playing instruments, mm -hmm. um, alto sax. Oh, so you okay? So you had a musical background already. Yeah. But you never touched like a, a like I a never computer. Never did the programming of it. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? But I played in band and orchestra. Mm -hmm. I was out there in marching band and marching along, and um, yeah, it was just real simple, real easy. So, so you're in Miami. You said the retail shit is not working for you. You got to pivot. And what makes you? What do you do? You buy a laptop? To, you get you get FL Studio or what? What happens? What's the next move? I was like, man, I was telling my homeboy, I was like, man, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna, I'm actually try to be a DJ, like, cause I was already mm -hmm. in the clubs and shit. So I'm like, what I'm clubs were you fucking with back then at that time? Uh, Dream. Okay. Uh, what year was this? Is this like LeBron era? This is like LeBron. 2010. This is LeBron. This is okay. like yeah. This is this is Miami LeBron. Um. Uh, not it wasn't Playhouse, but it was the first that first club. Soon as you get off uh, on Fifth, mm -hmm. like right there, it's like the bridge. Yeah, the Ivy Play Ivy. Yeah, the change it, it changed it. But when I was here, when I was living on the beach, it was like Cub Play. Mm. Um, and I think uh, there was another one, but I forget, man. I ain't been out yeah. to the clubs in so long. But uh, and I think Studio Twenty Three was was still rocking, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, around that time. And then okay, the so so, what happens? You do you go for FL Studio? You get a laptop and you start. At first, I went for FL Studio. No, at first I didn't go for FL Studio. At first, I went for Logic. So I had Logic. Mm. Um, I bought Logic, uh, which is two hundred dollars for those who want to get started. Um, so are you Team Logic to this day? Because we're going to yeah. get real geeky with our talk, by the way. This that's isn't going to be, that's okay. Fine. That's fine. I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. So, nah, I'm um, nah, I'm not Team Logic. If anything, I'm Team FL. Yeah. Yeah, FL is just more user-friendly. 
it's crazy when i first started making like i would watch my boy play the npc his older brother i was like damn i want to do that but i couldn't afford an npc there was this program fruity loops at the time this was like 2008 i downloaded that shit i'm clicking the drum pad he's like yo what the fuck are you doing he's playing the npc i'm like yo i don't know if this shit is but this is the only way i can make beats right now for free on a laptop then i graduated high school went to um to sae and i got into the logic heavy 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 right. then i'm like damn i think it's time to go back to fl Right. Because, you know, dudes was coming in with their PCs and like shit was just knocking different with the FL, you know? Right. So I went back to the FL. So yeah, now I'm team FL. But okay, continue. You, you went to Logic. I'm definitely team FL. Logic, it's just, you know, when you smoking and you catching a vibe, it's, it's just tough to just continue to catch a vibe, especially when you're on a smoking budget. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah. you like, you're trying to get the maximum out that blunt. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, FL allows you to get the maximum yeah. out of your smoking So it's budget. not even just the, 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 the sonics of the difference between FL and Logic, but it's like you like the actual program, the way it's yeah, set up. Yeah, I like, I like the actual program, the way it's set up. Um, and the sonics are just, everything just knocks harder. Why do you think that is? Uh, we trying, like, they did in their programming. Whatever, just something in the software or whatever, right? Whatever's in the coding. Something and and you think it's a difference between PC and Mac on the FL? I mean, they got it on, uh, they got FL on Mac now. Yeah. So it still knocks. So I think it's just something in whatever, FL. Yeah, something in how they just built. Because I was always with my Mac and then these dudes would pull up in their fucking rusty ass PC and open that shit. Like yeah. it looks like a block, like an Xbox and that shit was go boom, like the 8. I'm like, damn, bro, I can't get my 808s <laughs> to sound like this. And I got like the new Mac, you know, my yeah. computer's like three times as expensive. I got Logic from SAE. I'm thinking I'm the shit. Yeah. Eh. Oh, so they gave y'all like that material SAE? I never went to yeah. like the music school. Ooh, I never. Yeah, I did it, but I dropped out. Okay. Yeah, but they gave you I'm the a college dropout too. Yeah. yeah. Well, damn. I mean, I paid bread, but I dropped out because because of Power ninety six for the radio. But, <laughs> but um, but yeah, they, when you pay all that bread, bro, they give you the laptop. It comes with the laptop. It comes with Logic. It comes with plugins. It comes with all that shit. Okay. Yeah. So so you 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 buy FL. I mean, you buy Logic first. Buy Logic. Mm -hmm. I crack FL. Crazy. Nice. I cracked it. Stole it. Christ. Nice. That's not. <laughs> Hey, it from him. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm, uh, I got a couple things cracked, but you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm legit out here in these streets. But just, but, for everybody watching and listen, this is the first when I first did it. Mm -hmm. This is the, the beginning rookie stages of making beats. I stole it. Crazy. But now I have a built. I have a bought. Yeah, I'm registered. I'm licensed. Yeah, you're you're rich every, now, so you're good. Every you got free the Jay update. Yo, <laughs> yo, producing Jay Z credits with a cracked Logic is or a cracked FL is crazy. No. I bet you there's some dudes with credits that got cracked programs. Oh man, um, a lot of a lot of what I've done came off the crack crack program. Man, you know, and then Talk you know once it. you once you get paid, you know you. You, you start investing in your craft. Yeah, I can give you guys 200 a month now or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> now there's 200 and oh, then yeah. it's the free update. You know but that's crazy. Saying? They're trying to get us with subscriptions now. You see that shit? You got to pay like, what is it, 20 a month for Pro Tools now? Like, why yeah. can't I just buy this shit? They want that subscription buy out of the bag. That's Okay, so you got Logic and then you get the Crack FL. Crack FL. And do you, you, you since you played instruments your whole life, do you pick up producing quickly, fairly quickly? Or? Hell no. Nah. It, mm -hmm. it was a struggle. It was mm -hmm. a, I, I had to call my music teacher from middle school. Oh, shit. <laughs> he probably doesn't know what the fuck uh, Fruity Loops is and Logic and all that shit. But I didn't, I didn't even call him for that. I called him for, for, for count, tempo counts. Oh, okay. 
counting tempo mm-hmm. bars and mm-hmm. this and that just getting back to the theory of it the, yeah just gotcha. getting back into music theory mm-hmm. um i knew once i would get comfortable and getting back into that music theory pattern mm-hmm. that just placing drums and listening to music that's going on today mm-hmm. that's just yeah you know second nature now yeah second nature you know what i'm saying so um and i got to do that before he uh passed away so shout out to uh mr altonen um for helping me get back into that that groove um because it's it's just like anything you don't it you you might lose it a little bit it's just like playing sports right but it's like a muscle not, yeah it's, it's muscle memory so um i got back into the swing of things and everything started you know taking off ever since that's what's up so when you started producing like what were your influences growing up did you have like production influences growing up cool and dre okay <clears throat> how old are you if you don't mind me asking uh, i'm 32 oh yeah, we're, the, we're the same exact age yeah november well, 4th november 4th yeah. 1988 1988 october 20 you're five years i'm five years older than you okay. i mean five five days older than you okay crazy scorpio gang we here but, <laughs> but um okay yeah so damn so did you have the 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 the, the cool and dre rick ross dj college scratch magazine i did not as a kid i was reading that in high school bro but what i did what i do remember is uh chevy riding high being jam of the week mm. on bt mtv jams and that was the first time i ever heard ross and a hundred million dollars being jam of the week when a hundred million dollars came out that was my shit Damn. still is to this day what year was that that was early that was like oh early early 2000s were you in miami at that time no i was no yeah hundred million dollars hundred million dollars hundred million dollars Nah, the Chevy riding high, bro. That's so crazy. To be in the position to where I'm standing next to these people, um, working with them. Surreal, probably. It's surreal. um, But because I never expect, I never had the expectations of like, well, when I enter this music business, this is what I'm going to be. And this is who I'm going to be. And this is how I'm going to be. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like like still humble enough to like learn from them be a student yeah still be a student still like learn from you know maybe you know they might tell me some mistakes that they made back when they were working on this record or doing Mm -hmm. with this artist and you know they they tell me not to do that and i'll you know i'll listen you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying and understand that you know because eventually i'm going to have it to where i'm working with certain artists soloing and without their blessing you know know what i'm saying so um, and then you eventually pass the game down to someone yeah, younger. You know what I mean? Pass the game down to somebody who's I don't know. And I think they, Cool and Dre and um, Joe, they're really they're really close in that sense of who they actually give the game to. You Got know you. What I'm saying so. Um, I don't know if I was chosen, but um, why they uh, gave me the why they give me the game and why they continue to give me the game. Sometimes I don't know why, but I, I take it in stride. Mm-hmm. And I just um, move appropriately. You That's know what what's saying? up. I don't, I don't, I don't try to fold. As you should, bro. That's what's up. And so your your influences, growing up, Cool and Dre. Who else? Do you have any other? Cool and Dre, Just Blaze, That's Jay Z. Yeah. Um, currency. It's, it's kind of crazy. A lot of my influences are people that I ended up working with. Wow. So that's crazy. Yeah. I had a I had a um a surreal moment for me. It was like. 
when I started like producing in high school, the gods to me, who my style, like my true style sounds like, and that style is not really popular like that anymore, but were the heat makers. Yeah. Like Dipset would, yeah. like ran my whole high school. Yeah. Like, it, like, like, so that type of music, I would be in Adobe chopping up samples and putting them in FL at the time in high school, like mm -hmm. trying to, you know, but bro, so last year, 20, it's crazy how life does this. 2019, my boy Shula invites me to a Jim Jones session at Circle nice. House with Arsonist. There. I know Shula. Yeah. Yeah. So an arsonist is there, right? Yeah. So I'm there like in a in a Jim Jones arson heat maker session and I'm just like a fly on the wall. I don't even want to speak. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I'm just there like on a fly on the wall chilling. And I'm like, bro, I was I was like these were like gods to me in high school. Yeah, nah. And it's crazy that you're the, you know, like you said, you worked with the people you looked up to, you worked with eventually. Right, right, right. Even and 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 to piggyback off that when uh we did a record, I did a record, I recorded a record with Dipset. And it was Dipset and the Locks um, on that. Crazy. When, when Dipset came, Dipset first came back out. So in the studio, we had Jim Jones, Freaky Zeke, and Cameron. Only person missing was Joel's. Right. Um, and I was like, I was like, I turned around one time. I was like, Yo, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, Yo, like. And Freaky Zeke was probably here. like wild and cracking jokes and shit, no, like man, like real. the shit you grew like, up on, you yeah. know, like on the mixtape. Like, yo, my life is a mixtape right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, yo, I cannot believe this. Like, I'm like, I'm fucking pinching myself, man. And I got was crazy. in the studio with fucking Dipset. Like, and you gotta like play it cool too, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, of course. You, can't, you gotta you play it inside. Cool. You're like, yo, this shit's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Playing it cool, like you know, moving fast and you know, yeah. not looking around. And you know, was that good? Is that good? Okay. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's what's up, bro. Sometimes, so, I, sometimes I am like, I cannot believe this shit. Do you like, remember the first fuck. moment when you had that moment? Like that first, oh my God. Like Fucking when I was with Fat Joe. That like, was the first one. Yeah. like Okay, so uh, I went too far ahead. So you, you're, 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 you're making beats on Logic and FL. And how does the Cool and Dre relationship start? Intern. I went, I went there on an internship. So I ha I was trying to find my footing in this music industry. Mm -hmm. So I, I did a couple interviews at a couple other studios. Mm -hmm. And then Cool and Dre um, were the only studio to respond back with an actual like interview, setup time, this and that, this and that. Is this to just be an engineer? Uh, this was to be a producer. I sent them like beats. Oh. Some cr shitty ass beats. Yeah. Like, Damn. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know, I was they, they could have been shitty if they hit you yeah, back. You know? you know what I'm saying? But I sent them some music, and the A&R hit me back at the time. And uh, I I went there. You know, I'm coming off the nine to five, so I came there in like a suit and tie. You know, damn, like he was getting interviewed for no, fucking for real Wall Street. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I came there like in a suit and tie, and you know, the first thing I noticed was uh, they were already in the session. So my first day was like the pilot three, the pilot talk three um, session. So currency was mm -hmm. already there. And then like uh, Dre uh, from Cool and Dre walked out and I was like, well, wait a minute. Like I, at first I didn't even know, let me backtrack. At first I didn't even know it was Cool and Dre's studio. It was this record room studio. I didn't know that they owned, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So I just went in and like- It was the same spot it was, it's now? Yeah, yeah, it's still the same spot. So. Um, I didn't even know, um, but once uh, Dre walked out and Currency walked out, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like mm -hmm. this is gonna be like 
the big leagues. Damn. So I was I was prepared ever since then. You know what I'm saying? And, and what happens? Do you do you? What's your first interaction with them? Do you play them beats? Do do they have something they want to say to you already, or how does that go? The first thing. All right. So the first thing Dre says to me is, "Get them some water," or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and then I think the first thing Cool says to me is like, "Go on the back and like I don't even like something like I don't even want to see your face." Like I got it bad. Like I got treated like an intern, oh. like an old school intern. Oh shit! <laughs> Hard knocks. What? Crazy. I got treated crazy. Um, but it it was it was damn. It was so a they test. Um, they give you like the tap water from the sink and shit, like the intern water and shit. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't whip. I couldn't have a laptop. I couldn't like display that I I was doing anything besides cleaning. Oh, for like, <laughs> was it like the Circle House interns? They, I know y'all Circle House interns gotta make lemonade. You guys make seven gallons of lemonade every hour. Nah, like a lemonade factory. I, I had to do it. I had to do that, but I had to clean floors, clean bathrooms. Mm -hmm. Listen, coming from you know, you're a grown man. I was probably you know 24, 25 at the time, so mm -hmm. I'm grown. Yeah, you feel me? Cleaning up after grown ass men is Fam, not the And five, how tall bro. you like you said, you you're six, so yeah, six so four? So, yeah. You can't be cleaning when you're yeah, six you know four. That's crazy. So it's just like, you know, when is this means to an end gonna stop? But it taught me a great deal of patience mm. and it taught me a great deal of um humility. Because um and it just it teaches you the etiquette of um being actually in a in a studio session and, and actually being uh, participating in your craft mm -hmm. um cleaning and and taking care of those things um it's not to for some it's going to break you and others mm -hmm. it builds you you right. feel me um and for that it built it built me it didn't break me yeah it teaches you patience it teaches you not to to know your place in line right you know what i'm saying right like, right and know Just, just know your respect, you know, just, mm -hmm. just, you know, it's still, even though you're, you might be removed from your parents' house, you, there's still a respect in line in this world that you have to pay homage to. You have to pay homage to the people before you. Um, Do you think these new kids kind of lose sight of that? Most definitely. I yeah. think this generation loses sight of, this, this is a, this new generation is more of a. Um, entitled. Entitled. Yeah, they're definitely they definitely feel like they're entitled to a lot of stuff that they shouldn't be entitled to. Um, but it is what it is. You know, mm -hmm. some of them fall flat on their face and, mm -hmm. you know, others, uh, you know, recognize it and, and pay homage to, to the process. Perform. Yeah, to the process. I, I paid homage to the process. I, I I respected the process. I never disrespected the process. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. So you're just there in the studio cleaning up and you're just kind of like the studio helper. Um, do you are you are, are you just are you making beats when you get off or are you sleeping there? Or what are your <laughs> what are your hours look like? Are you like I mean, trying I mean, to learn the SSL? Like what? I'm, I ain't got no whip. So I'm catching the bus back to South Beach. So it's like two buses. Um, so on a bus, I'm literally whipping out my laptop and learning FL right there on the bus at like three, four o'clock in the morning. Um, were you at this time, were you anxious to show them something or were you just like, yo, you know what? I'm not even eager. I'm just going to play my position. And once just I learned, 
I, I played sports growing up, so mm -hmm. I know a coach. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I know mm -hmm. how to, okay, so you like this, okay. Okay, so you're like that. Okay, cool. cool so cool. you try to like learn everybody and how they move and what their personality yeah, and, and is. And before. then once I understand the process, okay, so there is no rush. And then I and then I looked upon it as myself as I'm not sitting up here trying to be famous, right? You know what I'm saying? I've ran into a lot of people after me that the first thing they're trying to do is, you know, they want to be there for a week and get a placement with Fat Joe, and then you know where the where the where the money at? You know, and the clout, right? And the it's, clout, the it's, money, and then. And that's how you know they're not truly into it, right? Yeah, you got to be truly into the craft. And, um, yeah, you know, so when they're not truly into that craft, you, you can kind of weed those people out. Um, me, mm -hmm. myself, I was not really trying to, let me hurry up and, you know, get a, a get-rich-quick scheme. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, so I was, I was down to be patient. I was mm -hmm. down to uh, just kind of just learn, mm -hmm. learn what I'm doing. You know what got I'm saying? You. So, so are you in sessions at this time, like soak, soaking up game, kind of just like... I'm in sessions, cleaning, mm -hmm. and delivering water like Fonsworth Bentley. Oof. So I'm ear hustling at its finest sometimes. Like mm -hmm. if it's a sample or it's a, you know, a, a, you know, cool, maybe doing something on a Pro Tools session, I'm literally just, you know, trying my hardest to, you know, make sure the studio's clean. <laughs> and uh stay out the stay out of people's way mm -hmm. but also if i can see something that might help me on my you know hour and a half bus ride back to my house mm -hmm. then by all means i i i, I looked at myself at least i deserve that yeah you know what i'm saying i'm cleaning yeah. the bathroom i'm doing this i'm doing that you know if i can learn that if i can catch a hi-hat yeah, yeah. You know, give me that. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I can catch a hi hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> like, geez, let me take that's that. That's how home. you EQ the hi hats. Yeah. So like, like, oh, that's how you do it. Days worth of knowledge right there. <laughs> were you there? Okay, so, I mean, were you there on like some vampire shit, like vampire hours, or was it like a normal? Yeah, okay. I was there on vampire hours. I was, it got to the point where I did such a good job at cleaning and taking care of the studio that, um, that job gets noticed, mm -hmm. um, and that's the good thing about Cool and Dre. Like they notice everything, mm -hmm. so they notice when you're bullshitting, and they notice when you're doing a good job. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Um, and and it got was getting noticed to the point where it was almost like if I'm not there, then something's wrong. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Like your absence was felt. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So um, um, it got to that trust level. Um, and I just started becoming uh, routine there, just being there daily, daily, daily. And then um, it started to open up to where it's more like, you know, while you're dropping off the waters, mm -hmm. stay. I might need something else. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So then it became staying 15 minutes in the session. Then it'd be, oh, go get me this. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Then it's like, now I got to leave for the rest of the day. So I got 15 minutes just to... Yeah chill you know what i'm saying so you know it just picked up gradually 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 and, and does it go into to like engineering now or does it go into now i'm gonna play them some beats or does it go to it went into for me it was an execution i had to look at it as an execution at that time we had like 10 producers mm. and then we had like four interns trying to be producers wow and so um 
I looked at it like, well, fuck that. I need I need to get into the room because mm-hmm. the the name of the game is getting into the room. Show they probably hear thousands of beats a, a day, but if you're in the room and they're comfortable with you and you are able to gain their trust with just being in the room, then you know maybe recording them helps. Mm-hmm. Gain even more trust, you know, because oh, he's nice with my vocals. He cares about right. my vocals. And then, you know, I thought about it like, then I'll play them beats. Exactly. My name is Smitty Beats. Right. So if I'm there as an engineer, they're going to say your name is Smitty Beats, but you're recording. Right. Man, let me hear some beats. Eventually, that's going <laughs> to yeah, happen. I mean, it might take a minute, but like, yeah, yeah, eventually. But you know, <laughs> Did I, do you remember the time when it was maybe a celebrity or someone like, hey. You got some beats and you're like, do I? <laughs> like, yeah, currency, currency, oh, shit. currency. Spitter, shout out to Spitter, Jet Life Music, um, all those guys down there. Currency, uh, Fendi P, um, all those guys, Musa, all those guys. Um, it was the that was the situation. I was recording him, and I think it was like cool. Said some came into the room. And, um, or he saw my email, mm-hmm. I emailed him and then he said, Smitty Beats. He said, man, play me some, play me some music, bro. So I played him some music, hopped on one track and it was like, uh, it was a uh, defenseless. I was going to say, how, how confident were you in, in that, in that pack that you showed him when you were like, these are ready to go. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm nice. Confident. Okay. It's not a, I don't think it was a thing of like I'm nice or this or that. I just I had some beats that I felt were ready that, that sounded good. And how many years into the like from you starts you know just sweeping the studio and shit right when you get there? How many years before this currency moment happens? Two years, three years. Mm, so for everybody listening, this is a process. This is this, <laughs> this is two three years before he even like. And I know there's a lot of people on there saying shit, nigga, not me, not me. Well. You know what I'm saying? What comes fast goes fast, too. Yeah, so. and it's called God Bless You on Your Way Out, too. So mm. I've, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it happen to people that might have been better than me. You mm-hmm. feel me? But their patience is not a gift. And patience is a gift. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I still don't know why people were in such of a rush. You know what I'm right. saying? So, you know. Shout out to them, though. You know, they paved the way for me. So what year did you uh, start working in the studio? <sighs> like seven years ago. So what's seven? Like, like, yeah, like 2013, 14? Yeah. Around there. And, and three years. So then that first placement was what? Like 2016? 20, like 20. No, probably like two years. So like 2015, 2015. And everything kind of just that. That was my first placement as a producer, mm-hmm. which was my ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. My ultimate goal is to be a great producer. Engineering right. is cool. That's a nice bag. Right. But, you know, I enjoy, I mean, but I, I enjoy both Is engineering a nice bag? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been blessed to, to, you know, work with some amazing artists to mm-hmm. exceed that nice bag. Right. I guess it depends right on the session and budgets and shit. And if there's a label budget and you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because a lot of people think engineers just like, like i don't want to say bitch work but like like there's no money in it you're just everyone's fucked up in the session and you're just controlling everything and just kind of the thing about music is people got to get out of there that mindset of just just that money mentality mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like this is 
you know, we're creatives. We, we, yes, the money's good. Trust me. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm blessed. But, uh, you know, if you love something, you love it, whether you're doing it for money or not. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's where they fall out of that. That's where their craft is not as good because they care about that money so much. Right. Oh, it's not making me enough money, this and that. Who's not doing this and that? You decided to be the engineer. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can, you know, that's that's on you if you charge. How right. much you charge for that mix, bro. You got to get your credits up. You got to. I feel like, would you say at least 50% of engineers are trying to be producers and get placements? Or would I you think, see most? I think everybody's trying to be a producer. And get, or writers and shit and get placed. Is there ever, because you, okay, so you play that, you could play the engineer role. You can play the producer role. So let me ask you a question. Has there ever been a time when maybe like those roles got blurred in a session or like when you're the engineer, do you say any ideas like, oh, I think we should do this or do you just stay in engineer mode? Let me know my place and I speak or, you know what I mean? Do um, I've had to, there's been a couple instances where I've kind of had to learn my place mm -hmm. um, just because not knowing it. You right. know what I'm saying? It's just rookie mistakes. You know what I'm saying? You turn the ball over, it's whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so in certain sessions, um, when I know they're actually hiring me to work with them, then they want, they want, they want me, you know right. what I'm saying? But I know in certain other sessions, I know that I'm just an engineer, so I'm just tracking vocals. Right. My job is just to track vocals, keep it moving. Right. You know what I'm saying? Making sure everything sounds good. So, um, I can kind of fill out the room gotcha. depending on who it is and who it's with and kind of know like, all right, I'm just going to track vocals, make sure I do a good job, make sure none's distorted mm -hmm. and we clear it. And other mm. ones, it's like, oh, you want me to produce this for you? Okay, let me Got do you. the vocals, do this, do that, blah, 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 blah. And you, blah. You, you, you mix records too? Yeah, mix records, yeah. That's what's up, bro. So yeah. you, you have the Jay-Z, <clears throat> when does the Jay-Z moment come? Or what's the next big moment after the currency? Like, So it's currency, um, I don't know exact timeline, but then Remy Ma happened. So that was my first major label placement as a producer mm -hmm. was uh, Remy Ma. And um, little Kim, wake me up. Now, the, now at this time, are you just, you know, making beats, or is this more collaboration with like Cool and Dre, and and now they just trust you more on the input musically? Or it's still making beats, and it's still collaborating. It's always been a collaborative effort. Okay. Um, but it's you know, uh, Fat Joe. Shout out to Fat Joe. He he actually gave me this sample idea to flip that record. So um, he came in one day and said, need to flip this for Remy. And, um, you know, that's the, the rest is history. So it's a it's a it's a collaborative effort. Can you um, speak to can you speak? Because, man, I, I always say I think Fat Joe is if we're saying the top ears in hip hop. I would oh, say man, Fat Joe best ears ever. is probably top. <laughs> yeah. Top three. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. Yeah, uh, he, he's almost hair. like a, a he's almost like an A and R producer within an artist. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like to, to to for an artist to be like, yo, flip this sample. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like who else does that? That's not. Yeah. Now Joe Joe's amazing. He has an amazing ear. Um, it's an incredible. It's incredible. Um, how he'll just come into the studio and be like, this is it. This is it. Flip this. We need to do this. This is it. This is it. And he'll have it all mapped out. You know. Um, He's a genius. He's That's a genius. dope, man. Is there another, who's another musical, you know, someone that you really look up to? Like just their musicality and like their knowledge of. Uh, I'm being biased, but Cool and Dre, they're geniuses. Yeah. They, I look up to, you know, how they're able to produce a record. 
mm-hmm. to really get the best out of an artist, get the best out of a production. Um, they're geniuses in their own in their own right. So it goes past just making the beat. They, yeah, yeah, for them it goes way past making the beat. You know, I've I've seen the process. You know, I've seen it sometimes where <clears throat> we might not have a bass player and the records do, you know, um, in a few hours. And Cool will sit up there and be like, yo, plug up, plug up an amp. I'm going to play a couple notes on the bass. Play a couple notes on the bass. Wow, <laughs> just figure it out. Just figure it out real quick. Play a couple notes on that bass. And we be out and mix it. And he'll mix it. Mix it in the mix. Send it off to the label. I was, I was like, man, this is... This, that's I've seen, crazy. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, a, I've seen a lot, you know. So, um, and that's what they've taught me that producing goes way beyond just the beat. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I try to uh, imitate that. You know what I'm saying? Do you think that's because a lot of people don't know the difference between a producer and a beat maker, right? Do you, uh, I think they're one and the same. Okay. Right, but producer, I feel like, does more. Like yeah. he does what the beat maker does, but also he he has the ability to do more. Do yeah. you think that's getting lost? In man, because I always say like, I don't like a, a lot of producers can just make beats all day. Right. I don't really like making beats. I like making songs. I like making a beat, thinking of a melody, finding a writer, then getting the artist and doing a song, then moving on to the next idea. You know what I'm saying? Like producing the record. Right. But I feel like that art is kind of dying in a sense where it's just like make the beat let me let's listen to a pack record me i'm just gonna record and there's no like producer like guiding and directing do you feel um, like that like like that yeah but i mean because i think I, I, it can lose its art in a sense too because a lot of a lot of artists are writing their own lyrics now too you Got know it. what i'm saying they're like so producing their own records in a sense their own vocals that you know exactly. you can't really tell you know young thug Oh yeah, on those notes, go a little bit higher because I was thinking of that. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody has to, unless there's a writer involved, you know, right. there that is their own inspiration. You feel me? So it it, it can lose its art in that in that sense. Um, and I just think that uh, the people think when you make a beat, you're just producing. You you produce the record, even though you you're producing 50 percent of the record because right. without that beat it's just vocals and, right. and nothing but you know there still has to be you know the artist still picks out that beat right you know what i'm saying the artist still has to you know if there's nothing written on that beat if there's no songwriter if there's no reference on that beat the artist still has to come up with something mm-hmm. you know and if you're just um sitting there waiting mm-hmm. you know then and, and and you're waiting for the engineer to record and then once the vocals are cut and you 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 leave the room i don't know if you i can give you credit for producing the record mm-hmm. but you know you i do appreciate someone taking the time to you know hey maybe add a maybe add filter there maybe mm-hmm. you know oh i'm gonna go back in and redo the drums and this right. and this and that this and that um but yeah that is becoming a lost art um, and I think it's just because the music is becoming what lazy too. The, fa- I always, uh, the, the the analogy I use is fast food. Yeah, like everyone just wants the next. Like people who say they make five songs in a night, that's wild to me. Like like to my like artists. Yeah, I mean I, you've probably wild. seen it. Like yeah, but but to me it just speaks to the climate of like fast food. Yeah, like right because. In my mind, when I was looking up to Just Blaze, they weren't like five songs in a night. I don't know, but it just seems like 
if the inspiration is there, mm -hmm. you can I can get it. You know, what gotcha. I'm I've worked with some artists who come with that energy already there. They're waiting to get out whatever they need to get out. Are they writing though, or does it just kind of feel like they're just freestyling melodies and just putting shit together on the fly? Does it feel like fast food, or does it feel like they're taking their time to? To well, when they come there, they're already ready to go. They just need to hear the beat. Got you. You know what I'm saying? So it's not that. I think I think in how it comes out as fast food, uh, how it's marketed out as fast food. I don't think how the time it takes to create is fast food because gotcha. if it was fast food, then they would record and then drop it the night that night. You know what I'm saying? But it's gotcha. we're mixing. Oh, let me go back in. I want to go back into my own studio. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times they're doing it to get it out here, get mm -hmm. that inspiration out, mm -hmm. listening back, and you know, wherever they're from, you know, they could be from New York, LA, whatever, mm -hmm. um, they go into their home studio. And like and tighten it up. And tighten it up, gotcha. you know what I'm saying? So uh, I think the marketing is fast food. I don't think the the, the preparation, the artist is fast food. Got you. Did you, um, being that you, you know, you're my age, did you, in the music climate, obviously, like, shifted, and it went further away from, like, Just Blaze type things, and, and you know, did, and it got super, you know, I would say, I guess, trappy, and it yeah. got more, like, super south. Did you, did it fuck with you, like, trying to, like, be inspired by that type of music, or did you like that type of music, or was it? I love it, that type of shit. Got you. I love the trap shit. Got you. Um, I'm inspired by all of that. Um, Metro Boomin, Southside, uh, 808 Mafia. Mm. I'm inspired by all that. Lex Luger. Dope. That shit's hard. Dope. That shit's hard. It it it, it speak. It's a and it's, it's a it has an expression to it. Right. Um, not like the other the the old school hip hop did too, but this is more aggressive. I feel like. And you know what's dope? I feel like even through that climate of just the trappy, that type of music, you still had, and we could point directly to Cool and Dre, like, and the they were still flipping samples and still doing soulful and stuff. when you do that, you like, flip the samples, it's hard, man. I felt like there, the balance was off, right? And it felt like everyone was doing this type of music, and you had people like Cool and Dre still flipping samples and, and trying to contribute to keeping the balance on point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, you know, is that one of your things? Do you like flipping samples? Like, I love flipping samples. Um, that's what I'm good at. It's probably the best thing. Flipping samples, finding samples, finding dope loops, putting, you know. Dope. Just simple shit. How do you feel about the production game now where, you know, I'm not going to say any names, but I've heard producers just say, um, big time producers, right? They'll be, they'll hit, be on their way to the studio and they'll say, yo, producers out there, send me loops, send me loops. And then dudes will just send them loops to their email. And I'm assuming these guys just put drums over the loop, put some 808s, hi-hat and a snare over the loop, arrange it a little bit. Uh -huh. And now it's their beat. And I don't know if they're breaking the loop, loop man off, like, you know, like the loop plug. That's between them and the loop man. Yeah. You know, you got to, I, I, I always respect the the business aspect because you know um that shit could always fall back on you mm -hmm. um never want to hear no stories about you um cheating people cheating mm -hmm. cheating the art never mm -hmm. want to cheat the art you feel me it's, it's easier though right because now you could just put loops together like you, yeah, you, you don't have to play anything anymore really because there's royalty I free mean, loops there's royalty free loops there's royalty free loops but you know most most of the producers that do the loop packs they're mm -hmm. actually playing they're actually playing to create the loop, right? Yeah, so it, it's that's a form of producing too. Okay. Um, it. I think what I think is happening today that maybe didn't happen back back then um, is that there's more producers willing to collab. Mm. 
You know what and I'm saying? And it's so easy to send a session around and yeah, shit now. So. It's so easy to spread it around. It's more, it's, it's, I think it's just more opportunity for producers to collab than it is. Got you. Um, back then, I think, uh, earlier to earlier nineties, earlier two thousands, more producers, more of a competitive thing. You know what mm. I'm saying? And I think, I think hip hop in general is just more competitive. That's a dope way to look at it. You, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, even from the you artists. Didn't, you didn't have like Just Blaze producer for Snoop Dogg. You feel me? Right. You know, not that I know of. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, you know, I don't, I just don't remember stuff like that. Now you have like Lil Baby and the Baby on the song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or Lil Baby and or, or the Baby and Rowdy Rich on the song. Am I fucked up for not liking that there's no competition anymore? The, it, the kumbaya has a has a positive element to it, right? Like it, it, it's cool sometimes, but then the beef got to be real. It, it, no, I'm not even saying beef. Oh. I'm just saying like when artists used to step in the booth and 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 say you're a rapper and I'm a rapper and it's 2005 and me and you're going in the booth. I'm trying to sh I'm trying to have the better verse than you. Like I'm trying to compete with you. It's almost the song was like a competition in a sense. I think it's competition. Still, I think it's, I think it's still competition. Um, I think it's just. You know, it's a new generation. Everybody's passive aggressive, so they're not gonna. They, they definitely um, try to finish people off on verses, but mm. I don't think they indirect. I don't think they directly say it when they, you know, when they're trading back files. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? But they definitely count. No, I had a better verse than Buddy. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying. Or do we get a verse saying he's like, "All right, I'm changing my shit now." Yeah, like, of course, of course, of course. That's that's, that stuff still goes on. But what's 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 in a Smitty session? What's like the the groupie policy in in the, in the session? Is there like a, like a groupie a groupie policy? Is there like an NDA, like an uh, NDA that the, the groupies got to sign before the session? How does that work in a Smitty it's session? Definitely a NDA, um, and you have to take your shoes off. Ooh, you're a feet guy? Are you telling us you're a feet guy, Smitty? You suck nah, toes, be real. Nah, 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 nah. I'm definitely not a feet guy. I do. I mean, I do. I do like a, a woman with um, nice feet, but um, the rules of the session, man, just catch a vibe, man. Yeah, ain't nothing crazy, man. You have any um any crazy studio stories? Like, any, you don't have to say any names, you know, but anyone, anyone wilding out, anyone? Too many stories, man. If yeah. if I even if I even I'm sworn to secrecy, man. Ooh. Too many stories, bro. Too many crazy stories. Um, but nothing nothing too crazy as far as uh nothing beyond the music. The, Got the, you. It's just the the maybe the creative part is um goes haywire. You know. <laughs> you know, files get lost, yeah, vocals get deleted. Those are only really the craziest stories. Damn. How did the Jay Z um, how did the Jay Z song go about? Were you there in person or? Um, cool and Dre uh, flew out to London at the time. I think they were doing the On the Run tour. They they had just started it, um, but they had flew out to London. Um, and me and a collaborator, of my eight hundred eight Ray, shout out to Ray. Um, we were just cooking up beats for him. Cool and Dre was cooking up beats for him. We was cooking up beats for him, and it was you know best one, best one flies. So it was a. I mean, how many songs did he pick? How many beats did he pick out of that um, pack or whatever? I don't know if it was a pack that we sent them. We were just. Gotcha. It was just selective records, like selective, gotcha. like. So just your your beat, one, your you beat. Know, he yeah. ended up hearing and liked it. Yeah. Um, 
did the well it was actually dre who ended up hearing the sample for black effect mm. and he immediately was like that's it put mm-hmm. some drop like that's it that's the one we're going with right now like wow. you know what i'm saying and um you know the rest is history like i really can't you know mm-hmm. the, the session was special the you know the you know making but you weren't there you were it was them yeah. cool dre were with new hove yeah but you were, yeah we was we was back here um passports was messed up so we were back here we were back in the u.s chilling dog how hype were you though like knowing that like they're in london playing your shit for hove like nah it was crazy um so they came back so cool and dre came back to the states and they had walked in the room they they at first they kind of seemed kind of like down and kind of chill and mm-hmm. you know it was cool it was like hey guys um <laughs> just want to let you guys know um so we've been um we've been out in uh london working with jay-z and beyonce and we're like okay cool and, and everybody's like, pretending like it yeah shit. and then you know cool says you know so they're gonna come out with the album like in two days I'm like oh, okay cool <laughs> and he's like yeah we got like three or four on there i'm like oh shit <laughs> out of eight oh shit yeah <laughs> like you know what i'm saying it's like we all start going crazy Wait, it was just, cool like just playing it cool, cool was playing it cool or was he really like he was playing it super cool okay gotcha. cool was playing it cool <laughs> cool was playing it super cool but then he just kept like slow roasting us and then mm-hmm. You know, we were all just super excited, super excited. We couldn't say anything, couldn't, you know, we had to keep hush mouth because, you know, it was a secret album drop. Shit, at least you only had to wait two days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine three months, you got a Jay-Z song coming out and you can't say shit. I lose right, my mind. Right, So we, So we had to wait those two days and they flew back out. Like, they, it, like it, it seems like they came into the States just to tell us we're going to be on the album and then they flew back out. <laughs> wow. And, um... You know the rest was history they flew back out to celebrate with them um and that's what's that up was it that's what's up any other memorable sessions you, you could um you could i mean there's tons man i worked with queen latifah um, damn fire I, you know and that was like surreal watching mm-hmm. like working with queen latifah and then we had juice on so mm-hmm. watching her and so her seeing her younger self in juice what? And, do you ever like when when you have an artist right say i mean maybe you were an engineer or you were the actual producer in the session and you have an artist come how do you guys prefer to set the vibe do you like just play some random music and just trying to vibe do you go right to like just playing beats or is there a way that you like to break the ice with the artist and kind of figure out what their vibe um if it's with an artist i haven't worked before yeah you kind of set the vibe you know you know meet and greet and you know play me your music or i'll play you some music and you mm-hmm. know blah 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 um, but if it's with an artist I worked before, it's kind of just, hey, man, we kick off where we left back off. Gotcha. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, what you got going on? Play me some music. Okay. I'm playing you some stuff, you know. But I've gotten it to the point where the artists that I've worked with, they kind mm-hmm. of used to a certain sound. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know. How would you describe your sound? Classic. Classic <laughs> hip-hop. That, oh, really? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, so samples, I mean, sample heavy, samples, samples, and, and trap, but, and, you know, it's not. It's, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say boom bapish, right? I mean, no, it's nah, not boom bap. Yeah, it's not, not boom bap. But it's samples. Yeah, it's samples. samples. Um, unique samples. Yeah. You know, left field samples. That's dope, bro. Well, so 
what's next for you like what is uh, what does your process look like today are you um are you knocking out crazy beats kanye five beats a day for three summers with like are you just i was on that like two years ago mm -hmm. um but I'm, I'm just steadily just creating um not five beats a day like for two summers yeah i'm trying to get at least three beats four beats i do a lot of recording mm -hmm. with joe um and dre and uh so I, I i get in enough beats as i can you know the inspiration you know i'm an inspiration guy i can't just be sitting there just pushing a button you know yeah. so i gotta be inspired by something i gotta be on something you know yeah. what i'm saying and, and then i let loose but um so I try to, but I try to stay inspired. What's a the, lot. Can, can you tell me the last thing that inspired you? Something that you heard, or I was like, damn, now I gotta, I gotta turn the stove on and start cooking. Like, I saw this movie, uh, Chef. It was a Jamaican a movie. Scene. Yeah, John Farrow, Farrow, something like that. Was it like a sample? You're like, oh shit, I need to sample this. It was a Jamaican sample. Probably no one sampled it. No one sampled it. So I looked on who sampled. No one's, no one's touched this guy. And I was like, oh, this is. This is amazing. Bro, speaking of that, does that happen to you? Like, just, you know, producer to producer, like, you be in the randomest places, like Publix, like, buying mm -hmm. bread, and you're like, holy shit, this song is hard as fuck. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you're in H&M buying, like, teas and shit, and it's like, yo, what is this song right here? Yeah. You get the Shazam out, like. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a lot of, a lot of times I'm, like, in a restaurant, I hear some dope mm. shit, and I'm just like, oh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that that's inspiration. Yeah. You know, it's not just you know, under an influence, it's what you hear, what you feel, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, so that's how I get the inspiration. Has, has the, has this whole pandemic shit, how, how has it altered your process a little bit? Like, um, it didn't really alter my process. It, it, it got me back in a place of where I could just create. Mm -hmm. So it kind of, it was very beneficial. Mm -hmm. Um, cause it just, you know, the pandemic had you just stuck right you know what i'm saying and um so it was it was very good it was very therapeutic for me mm -hmm. very pent the, the pandemic i, I don't I didn't it didn't affect you at all is nah, it, did it you did you learn like did you learn anything about yourself did you <laughs> ask you like a deep like therapy question and shit <laughs> um i could i can do anything <laughs> that's what i learned during the pandemic <laughs> i could do anything that's a good answer bro <laughs> so what, what's the focus for smitty beats moving forward like man um continue to win some more grammys uh continue to just put out the best music possible what's the actual grammy you have so you can be clear uh, for the people listening jay-z and beyonce mm. everything is love mm. that album I'm, I've been nominated for a lot of Grammys all the way up. was nominated for a Grammy. A um, couple of DJ Khaled albums I was an engineer on, nominated for Grammys. Um, DJ Chicago Kid. Wow. Do you have the actual Grammy? Did you do anything ignorant like Drake sipped out of a, or like pour some cereal in the Grammy or something? Nah. Uh, there's a, I forget the certifications for that, but it's, I think they only give like throw the, the actual Grammy cup to like best rap album got this you. And that, this, like the, the awards that they display on tv oh so those are the you. only people that kind of get them the those the actual official you know everything in love was supposed to be up for album of the year they they robbed us but it's all good we'll be back damn that's what's up so you're just cooking up just trying to catch a vibe and cooking up um working with um dre dre has a a, a solo project coming out dope um, I'm very excited about that. 
That I last think. album was dope. Uh, Family Ties. Yeah. Super dope. Super dope. It took us two years to do. Um, we did like two albums um, mm-hmm. during that time. Um, we worked on Dre's album. Um, putting the finishing touches on Dre's album. Uh, Dre is an amazing producer and he's a dope, 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 dope artist. Singer. Uh, and he, singer. And he started chorus and shit? Like these? All of that. He's, yeah. he's dope. Like he's just dope. Like he's dope. So Tall I, gang too, yo. Yeah, six foot yeah. plus gang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Dre's like six, eight. Yeah. So, uh, so his, his project is going to be, is going to be really dope. Um, uh, we did something with Vado. Um, I don't know when that you said Vado or Movado. Yeah, Vado. Okay. Don't Some know new grimy shit. See, that's yeah. my shit, bro. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, that's my shit. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Vado. We did something with him. Um. And we just, we just, we're just gonna be everywhere, man. Mm-hmm. 2021. We're just gonna be everywhere. Um, other stuff I can't speak on. Um, but. Um, is there an artist that you want to work with that you haven't worked with yet that you're like damn I want to get them in the studio I mean there's a ton yeah Jake I mean maybe somebody that just speaks to you more and not just like who's popping maybe someone who's just like that personally like maybe is just that you just like their music that much I mean that's not as popping I mean pretty much everybody I like is popping got you so you know I'm just trying to climb the ladder man Gotcha. You know, uh, yeah, just pretty much just try to climb the ladder. That's what's up. Are you are you a, um are you an R and B guy? Yeah, I love R and B, man. <laughs> like I said this the other day, I feel like twenty twenty one for me is gonna be very R and B ish. Like it's, I don't know, man. Nah, I'm an R and B guy. I'm a uh, you know when you make hip hop music, mm-hmm. you gotta kind of have something to peel back from that. You know what I'm saying? So, How, do you think the uh, more like old head talk? But like, do you think this new generation understands that? Yeah, like understands the R and B side of it to like relax and just like. I mean, they they're more tapped into their feelings, so I guess so. They really? have to, yeah. Because I'm just speaking, I'm just speaking from like a DJ perspective, right? You have the DJs and you have these new DJs, right? These new DJs are high energy like trap future da, 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 all the time they don't know how to like give you that smooth bag like i'm like where's the smoothness within your style you know what i mean like where's the you do you have a smooth bone in your body like did you grow up with any r&b do you understand and and i don't see that from the dj so that's why i was wanted to ask you if you see that within like the producers and and do you have any um r&b singers or any you know in that lane that you like right now like who yeah, bryson tiller yeah. You know, the the, the, the usuals, Bryson Tiller, The Weeknd, Chris Brown, mm-hmm. um, BJ, Chicago Kid. Dope. Uh, BJ, BJ is more traditional R&B. Got you. Um, I fuck with that a lot. Um, Got you. There's so many, like, there's so much dope R&B. Six it's Black. You know, those are like yeah. down-tempo guys, like, yeah. more tapped into their feelings type shit. Yeah. I, I, I'm waiting for some R&B that has like the more up-tempo vibe, you know, like yeah. 90 BPM to like 105, yeah. like in that range. Get me b- bouncing a little more, like some 112. Give me, yeah. I'm looking for like some, some R&B with like a groove to it, you know what yeah. I mean? Not so sleepy. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. But shit, I got so many beats here. That's, cr- <sighs> yo. So let's do this. Can you give me your top three albums of all time? Oh, top five. We'll do top five. Oh man, top five albums. 
that I've worked on or just no, just of all time. You can go all go all the way back to high school if you have to. No, no particular order. I'm just gonna give you five albums. Mm -hmm. Ready to die. Mm -hmm. Um, East ninety nine internal. Man on the moon. And for those who don't know the 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 artists, it's Ready to Die, Biggie Smalls, Notorious B.I.G. Um, East ninety nine internal Bone Thugs and Harmony. Mm -hmm. Man, Ohio shit. Yeah, Ohio shit. <laughs> um, Man on the Moon, Kid Cudi. Um, the Chronic. Hmm. Really, 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 really like this album. Get Richard Dot trying. Get I was that was the, I, I was like, damn, that's interesting that me and you're both like top five. We don't have none of the same albums until you said <laughs> get Richard Dot trying. And I'm gonna go like, you know, diplomatic community and then I'm gonna go, you know, probably Port of Miami, and then I'm gonna probably go uh man. Bro documentary might be in there. Um, that was classic so classic right that was definitely his best album that and and that was like a bro wasn't that like 21 song classic like how do you have 17, like that. you got like Something 18 crazy. songs on your shit and not one is a skip like that's crazy yeah you know how do you feel about the new style um uh as far as like shorter songs i feel like it, 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 like a lot of new shit is like hook verse hook and we out like a minute 40 you know like the whoopty song being a dj a lot of these things the pop smoke songs like i don't know who came up with that rule but <laughs> i guess it is what it is i don't really i'm not really phased by it i'm not really yeah. you know if the song is good then you know we could hear you know if a Drake song is good, we can hear five verses. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who came up with that rule, but I'm I mean, not, I'm not really faced by it. I'm just guessing. I'm just like having a theory, but I think it has some, I would think that to get more streams, because you hear it and you're like, you want to hear it more because it's so short, so you stream it again. Like, that was the only thing I could think of. That like, might be the play. I feel like that everyone's like a good play. Yeah. I feel like everyone's <laughs> trying to figure out, you know, you got Chris Brown dropping like 45 song projects. Like, like why? Like, what, what is the strategy behind streaming? It's about streaming. Like, yeah, trying to like get the most out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know well, how? Shit, well, then how many, how many minutes does it, do you need to, for it to count as an actual stream? I, th I think That'd it's like a question. minute. I think it's like a minute thirty, right? Yeah, people need to start having minute thirty records. Boom. And, I, so and I'll take a minute, minute forty five. Boom. That's <laughs> it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Play it> Little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Because it's like, yo, I heard this. Like, where's the rest of the song? Now I gotta listen to it again. Get another stream. You know? Yeah. And it's crazy with the pot, the podcast game because podcasting is like, you know, like for example, my retention time is like forty minutes. So like each view of a podcast that i'm getting is like 40 minutes instead of one song so that's like 40 that's like listening to a song you know whatever that math is like like eight times ten times you know what i'm saying yeah. and and podcasting we're not getting anything back from apple yet okay or spotify you know they're right. doing it on the i saw an, uh, uh, a number and it said out of spotify 75 percent is music 25 percent is podcasting so but the podcast side is not getting any bread yet you know, and the podcast listenership, they're listening longer than what mm -hmm. they are for a song. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So they got to work that out. 
they got to. I heard it's going to come soon because it's the same time on an app, right? It's right. the same. So you got to find a way to. I think Apple's going to debut like a like paying for the for podcast soon. You got in these these bags are going around, bro. Joe Rogan just signed a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify. I'm trying to tell you, it's like baseball no, no, contracts. The, the, the podcast, the podcast bag is the new bag. Yeah, and it's the it's the it's the biggest bag, I think. And everyone is trying to do a podcast now. You got, I mean, whether you call it a podcast or just on a show, like you got Fat Joe moved to it. Yeah. I think Khaled started a podcast. Yeah. Uh, the pandemic like had a lot of people starting podcasts. You know, have the you pa- done it? It pandemic showed you could do anything. Yeah. Have you done any touring yet? Uh, been on tour? No. Yeah. Never been on tour. Don't know what that's like. Do you have any aspirations to find out, or you kind of just want to be like the studio guy and just hold it down? Uh, I think my job is done after the the record's done. <laughs> so that's okay. You know, I, if they they if they drag me on tour, then I yeah. guess I'm going. But I ain't trying to. You know, I'm not Shit, they waiting make, by the bus. They make a music on tour and on tour, bro. They had um. Shout out to this is the first time I've ever seen this. That's why I got a shout out to Berg, like hitmaker. He had the 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 setup set up in the yacht. Yeah. That was some shit. Have yeah, you ever seen that before? I mean, you can with with uh with Apollo Interface, you can set up anywhere. No, no, for sure. Saying, but I'm but saying, have you seen the like that vibe? Like the nah, yacht in the in the cabin nah, of the yacht? I was like, nah, damn, I had to give him like Nah, he like, does it on another level. Yeah, yeah, I was like, fuck with the acoustic sound. Like, you're <laughs> in a yacht, bro. That shit. Nah, Hitmaker does it on another level. Yeah. Is it is it easier to mix records now? Like, is it everything is easier? Uh, everything is definitely easier now than it was before. Yeah, I've learned um, so much, soaked in so much game um, that it's second nature. Mm-hmm. A lot of things is second nature in music to me now. Yeah, um, like it was back in like when I first started. Yeah. Do you do you mix? You 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 use FL right now. Yeah. And then you, you mix on Pro Tools or you mix in FL or I mix on Pro Tools. So I'm mixing Pro Tools. I'm recording Pro Tools, mix on Pro Tools. Dope. Um the dials are pretty much the same. Yeah. So I can slide drums in on uh, Pro Tools too and still get the same type of thing going. Do you have any um you know, we could get a little geeky with our producer talk. Do you have any like VSTs? I mean, I don't know how much sauce you want to share, like Oh yeah, I got what, all the VSTs. Like what I'm are you what are you using yeah. right now? Like what is the <clears throat> The typical Omnisphere right. serum, right? Uh, Nexus for the trap mm. shit, uh, Trillion for the bass. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and, pretty much. And it. as far as drum sounds, are you downloading packs or are you? Uh, not downloading packs. Uh, I pretty much got custom drums. So, so you I, make your, like your own packs or? Yeah, I have my own drums. So drums that I've like old school drums that I've either gotten like mixed or mastered mm. that have already came out on records. I kind of just keep those. Sample those and shit. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of just take the, the midis from those. You know, some producers are getting an extra bag. I don't want to say any names, but some producers are putting out drum packs yeah. and shit and I don't for like think the 50 piece. I don't think nobody would be interested in my drum pack. Really? Yeah. Why do you know. say that? I don't know. I always say I feel like my drums are my weakness in my production game. Like my melody and my sample skills are better than my. I'm not a percussionist. I'm more of a melody, and I like writing melody and and flipping samples and shit. So yeah, I feel you on that. I mean, there. I mean, you got a Grammy. You got a Grammy fan. Like you could see the Smitty drum pack. Like you have Grammys, dog. Like what could we sell, Smitty? Let's do it. Like 
we sell we selling records right now, man. I'm blessed with that, man. <laughs> selling records. <laughs> Yo, tell people where where they could follow you on Instagram on social media. Man, Smitty Beats underscore. Simple as that. Um, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, I don't have a Facebook. No, I don't have a Facebook. But you can follow me on Smitty Beats underscore. Um, I follow back, man. Um, Is there any advice you have for some up-and-coming producers, engineers that want to get into the game? Stay patient. <clears throat> stay stay at it. Um, stay patient. It's not going to happen tomorrow. If it does happen tomorrow, um, pray that it happens the next day. Mm -hmm. um, and if it happens the next day, stay humble through the process um, because you can get caught up in it. Mm -hmm. um, you can't, you, it, it, you know, it's the life. It's 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 what everybody you know seeks in life sometimes. Um, but you can't get caught up in it. Um, but if you just stay patient, stay true to yourself, then you should be good. How do you feel about you know? Some producers would be overly cautious about making sure their shit is copywritten, and some producers just send their shit around, not caring. Like, how do you feel on that? Is I, I feel like you should be in the medium. I okay. Don't, I don't feel like you should immediately be. You know, if you if you don't have if you never had a big placement. Mm -hmm then I don't think you should be so, I, I think you should be on top of your business. Mm -hmm. But I, I even have some people hit me sometimes and be like, you know, I just sent this beat off or I sent this and they put vocals on it and I'm already asking for, you know, for them to pay. I'm like, well, you guys are asking for money, but they haven't even came out with the record yet. You're scaring, like you don't want to scare off your- Okay, let's clear that up. Uh, for the people, Smitty, because how does that process work? Because even producers, you know, it gets a little tricky because when you put money and business in with the creative process, you can't right. mix those. You got to keep those things separate. You got to keep them can... separate. Exactly. You got to keep them separate. You got to keep the creative side of making music and the business side of getting your money. You got to keep that separate. And there, that, that space in between it is the words patient. Mm. the patience would be that word in between it man it sometimes takes months sometimes it takes a full year to get paid on records wow you do know you, what i'm saying do you recommend for you know producers to make sure they have split sheets like yeah, before the make session sure taking care of, make make sure you're taking care of your business but you don't want to make sure you're so much on your business that you scare anybody from doing business with you. Okay, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to, you know, the, the artist just gets gets out the booth and says, "Well, wait, I'm gonna give you the bounce." Well, here, here's the split sheet. Well, here's this. Well, here's this. Well, here's my email. You know, how, who, mm -hmm. how do I get paid? This and that. Wait till that shit comes out. Wait till that shit starts gaining attention. If you haven't so, been compensated, then you start t taking care of the the steps that. That should have that should get you compensated. You so this is saying? interesting to me, Smitty. So you're saying don't worry, like worry, worry about the splits not at the session, but worry about the splits before the release. Yeah, worry, worry about all that when when they asking for them files. Like, yo, that song is dope. I want to. We're gonna get this mixed. All right. So oh, you need the stems. And okay. All that. okay. So so that's when we start talking that business. When you when you're start when sending stems. Go, yeah. When you're when it's a go on the record. And even sometimes when you send stems, it's not a for sure thing. Right. Damn it, when you see your your the track number with the, the title and your, mm -hmm. your credit, that's when you should start making those steps forward. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I see I've seen it so many times that so many young producers, they they immediately get caught up in the, the money. 
mm. that they lose sight of the craft. You know right. what I'm saying? You but then it gets tricky that. too, right? Because you hear so many stories about producers not getting paid and That's shit. Producers and that just don't know how to handle their business. Got you. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. You can, you know, I get paid, so I know, you know, you can, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just about knowing yeah. how to handle your business. But a lot of people don't know this process, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like the order of it, like how does it go? Yeah. So, you know, after this session, whatever, sign splits. I guess you do yeah, that at least I, at the session, or yeah. As a, as a producer, I mean, I would if it's if it's a pretty pretty well known artist, I would you know, um, at least wait to see what they're going to do with the record. Gotcha. I mean, any I mean, in in my instance, any artist, I wait to see what they're going to do with the record. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Because it's easy to cease and desist something mm-hmm. um, when the business is bad, mm-hmm. then then are are not even not even cease to assist but you know say you you know because this happened to me uh, you know um where artists might have felt like they got away with a free beat you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying let that let that that karma hit them the way it's gonna do them mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but in your eyes it can only be good karma because what if that record's a big hit Right, you're gonna get not, your money some way, whether get, you gotta go to court for it or whatever. Not, not even that, but even if the artist gotta come back, mm. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. The artist might have to come back. Like, man, I, you know, uh, you you got that sound that gave me that hit. I need to come back. Well, you didn't come, but you did. You never paid for this, you know. Just so there's a way you can. There's always a a way you can approach it and a way you can handle it to where you don't. It doesn't necessarily have to be like some legal thing, but it can just be some street shit to where it's like I'm not fucking with you no more. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, congratulations. Yeah, but yeah. That, Chalk it up and keep it moving. Yeah, and, that's the that's the last one, and that's the only one. Yeah, you feel me? I mean, shit. Smitty's got a Grammy. So, what, do, do you charge up front now? Is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talk your shit. Did that? Is that change? Does that change? Like right when the Grammy yeah, happens? It changes. Nah. It so it started to change when all the way up happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but when that Grammy happened, I started to just um, me and my managers, Cool uh, and Dre, we just started to be um, more concrete in our answers. Gotcha. Um, and in our and what it is that um, financially I deserve mm-hmm. uh, for working on certain records, for mixing certain records, um, and everything else. That's dope um, that you have mentors like that, right? Because you wouldn't really know, right? Like, yeah. if you didn't, even if with a Grammy, it's like, damn, what do I charge now? Like, what am right, I worth? You right, still don't know. Right, right. And to 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 literally get on the phone and, and ask them those questions mm-hmm. and to tell them, you know, like, you know, well, how do I, how do you guys feel? Mm-hmm. Oh, how, what do you guys think I should be charging and this and that? And for them to be like, listen, it's this, and boom, if it's not that, it's a waste of your time. Yeah. You know, understand that. And um, it's worked out ever since. Um, and that, you know, has helped me with that and um, Jim Jones's uh, Quarantine Studios. Damn. So I'm, I'm a part of that as well. Um, along Damn, with you know what? We got to put Jim Jones, uh, when we were talking about the list of like the best ears in the game, we put Fat Joe there. I think we got to put Jim Jones Jim in there Jones too. Because yeah. his ear is crazy. He's yeah. always working with new artists. And, yeah. and Jim Jones, and he has an incredible work ethic. Jim Jones is yeah, he's like an A&R. He's like a built-in A&R too. Yeah, like. definitely up there. For sure. That's Shout out to up. Jim Jones. That's what's up, Smitty. I appreciate you coming through, bro. Man, Being so humble. And and we here, bro. Anything you need, anything you want to tell the people, uh Smitty Beats is the 
is the is the IG handle, right? Yeah, Smitty Beats underscore. Smitty Beats underscore. And that's the goal. Just keep moving, keep working, keep putting out these records. And and let's do it. I appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you too, man. <laughs>